Chitty chitty chat 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 chat. Hey chitty chatters. Hey chitty chatters, what's up? Uh, I want to make a quick mention of something we did last night, Sam. Yes, go. Uh, Oz Harvest. Mm-hmm. The CEO cook-off, basically it's um, like 1,500 homeless uh, and underprivileged people. Uh, a, a free dinner mm-hmm. cooked to the, for them by CEOs of some of the biggest uh, companies in the country. Yes. And celebrity chefs uh, for free. An amazing thing that we hosted and it was a pleasure to be part of. It was. But we want to give a special shout out because if you're listening to this, you can you can, you can can donate. Absolutely. You can go to ceocookoff.com.au and their, their aim is to raise $2 million uh, for the homeless and underprivileged people. Um, but I think they're at $1.6 million last yeah. night. Yeah. I haven't checked this morning though. And if you, if you donate a dollar, that's two meals. Yeah. For a homeless person. And it was such an incredible experience and it was so beautiful to see uh, the reactions of their fa- on their faces when they first walked into this huge uh, venue where, you know, they're getting these free meals. It was really, it was really, you know, uh, quite unbelievable. It's very touching. Like, I know you have been to um, events uh, at this space uh, here, here in Sydney. Um, as I have too, and it's normally it's very fancy and very black tie. Yeah, bloody da. And uh, and this is basically there's there's a, a woman by the name of Ronnie Khan, and she's just one of those people who was just seeing so many homeless people on the street and thinking, what can I do? Mm. And so she decided, well, I'll I'll help distribute food to to those people in need, and then that has kind of blossomed into mm. building this now once a year event where she literally goes out and hands out invitations to people on the street to say, hey, do you want to come and get a free meal? And not just a free meal. Like I, I asked one person who, um, his name was John, and he's been sick for a long, long time and been living on the street for a long, long time. And there's not much to him. Mm. And he is quite clearly in the same clothes he's probably been wearing for for many, 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 many weeks. Yeah. And I said to him, so what did you get for dinner? And he said, veal. Oh. And I said, isn't that amazing? So uh, just for one night that you can make something special for for people who would not otherwise get it. And even as they come in, they send buses out to go and pick everybody up and bring them in. And then there's all these volunteers and they get to walk this red carpet. So they get VIP treatment. So here you've got a bunch of um, uh, people who life has not been very kind to Mm. walking into basically a room that is applauding them as they walk in. Absolutely. And then there's all these famous faces who are cooking for them and people who earn, you know, the type of money that would change these people's lives. Mm. And here they are um, just being and treated the, like royalty for the night. Yeah, and the CEOs are the ones cooking it and, yeah, uh, and, and, serving, and yeah. serving it up to these people. So I think that's really nice. And it's good to see, um, you know, CEOs, you know, giving back as well. Because sometimes, you know, I think sometimes I have a... You know, you just think that they just sit at the top of the buildings. Oh, absolutely, or, you I know, do. <laughs> and then, um, you know, making all these decisions. Bah, 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 bah. So it's actually nice to see them being human. Yeah, you know it what is. I mean. It was a, it was a surprisingly, and I say that because I knew what it was. It was what we were going into. Yeah, but it was still surprisingly uplifting and motivating to. 
to actually physically be there and meet these people and hear their stories and mm. find out the, the change that it makes in their lives. And, um, yeah, the woman behind it, Ronnie, is just what an incredible character Mate, she was. she's cool <laughs> AF. Like, she's such a badass. I love it. And, uh, Sam, your first live hosting gig. It was. I've never emceed before. Like, I've never even emceed a wedding or anything like that. Never. Are you a speech maker? Mate. Have you ever had to do a speech for something? Yeah, I as have. a bridesmaid or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I like doing speeches. I think I like to think I'm pretty I funny. Reckon, I reckon you'd be an awesome speecher. <laughs> like back in the day, like when it was 21st season, like when everyone was having their 21st birthday, mate. I my speeches. I'm faking. I'm smoking my fake pen, <laughs> my f- fake cigarette. They were pretty funny. Like I really, I really like just nailed it. So. <laughs> That's it. I I went. That's through, a crowd that I know. I went. I, yeah, sure. I went through a period of being speechmaker for family gatherings. Uh, it started with my grandparents. I reckon it was maybe their fiftieth wedding anniversary. Oh yeah. And on behalf of the the grandchildren, I went to do a speech that I don't know why, but I ended up doing a poem. Oh right. And uh. a little bit funny in places. <laughs> But then, uh, and then it became, oh, well, I think not, not long after that, one of my sisters got married. So as I was emceeing the wedding, so I did another one then. And then it became, oh, I'm doing it for my cousin's 21st. I'm doing. So then I was sort of just, even if it was not directly one of my family members, I was doing these, these speeches, uh, and then moved to Melbourne. And then apparently one of my younger cousins tried to pick up the mantle and did one for his fellow cousins 21st, but just crossed the line talking about some of the oh, dirty deeds no. he got up to. He didn't quite, didn't understand the crowd, didn't understand his audience. Mate, you got to pick your playing. crowd. Got, I'm pretty sure there was a priest in the audience for that one, and here he is talking oh, about no. how he lost his virginity. You go, that's not what you're meant to do here. And that kind of killed them, unfortunately, the poems. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember bugger. the last time I did one. I should bring one back. You should. You should bring it back and do it on the show, or at least the chitty chat. It'd be so funny. Oh, I'd really what, a poem about it. my grandparents. <laughs> yeah, or you can make a poem about me. About Sam. Yeah. What I usually just nice. get drunk and just start chinging. I'm one of these ones. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> everyone, listen up. I've got something funny to say. All right, everyone. Nah, shut up. Nah, shut up. Nah, shut up. Even though drinking's bad, and don't do it. Don't drink. So uh, there will be no chitty chat. And no show tomorrow for International Women's Day. We're doing some other programming on this network. So don't panic. Please don't tweet. I know you will anyway because you will just download Wednesday. You'll get nothing in your inbox. You won't have listened yeah. to this yet. And you'll be like, where is it? And I'll say, listen to Tuesday's Chitty Chat. Exactly. So uh, it'll be Thursday. But in the meantime, here's the pre-prepared bit. <laughs> got to kick it off with a killer to grab attention. Then you got to take it up enough. All right, all right, all right. I thought you sounded good. You are a lovely voice for radio. You are out of your mind if you think I'm going to put this person on the air. Are we going to be goofing off like this every day? Rove McManus and Sam Frost. This is Rove and Sam. Good evening, Australia. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am Rove McManus. Here's Sam Frost. Hey, guys. Bright and bubbly on a Tuesday. Yeah, I had to think about what day it was for a second. We've had a bit of that. Mm. It gets uh, it gets a bit cloudy sometimes over the weekend. Yeah, exactly. And because it's night time, you're just like, gee whiz, what day did I just finish anyway? I think because my head already jumps to it's Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. And Wednesday is practically the weekend. <laughs> yeah, And then I someone know. says, you haven't finished Monday yet. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, thanks for dragging me back in. Now, Sam, you have exciting news. 
Last night was a big night for you. Last night was a huge night. I finally have convinced my brother to move to Sydney. He moved in last night. Right. Which is exciting, (laughs) I think. Uh, You and I were out uh, after the show last night. We were. And then you went home and you were still waiting for them to arrive. Yes. And they made it safe and sound, I assume? They did. They made it safe and sound. But already my brother's grinding my gears. But I'll tell you about it We'll find out what's going on. That's going to happen next. Rose and Sam. Sam, to update the listener, if you've only just joined us, Sam's little brother has just moved in with her. He has. And guys, you know what? I've been living by myself for two years. I'm very comfortable in my own space. It's fantastic. My little bro, he's 21. He's a little bit of a mad dog. I've mentioned him several times (laughs) on the show. But he's just pretty shit at life in general, right? Yep. And he's, you know, I convinced him to move from Melbourne to Sydney, which is a big deal. Now, we should point out, this is the brother that was late to a funeral. Yes. He was late to my grandma's (laughs) funeral because he was walking the dog in his pyjamas. So that's just (laughs) painting a picture of this cool dude. He's got so much swagger. Like, you think Sassro's a badass, you should meet this guy. Right. But you know what? We're like, you know, toing and froing before he came up. I'm like, he's like, oh, you'd, you'd be pretty annoying to live with. I'm like, are you joking? I'm a legend. But anyway, he moved in. He got. He arrived probably about midnight last night with his girlfriend. He's got dumplings from Chinatown. He's like, what? got some dumplings, yo. Stopped off to get dumplings? Yeah, man, because that's just like a kind of stuff he does. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, brilliant, great, let's have some dumplings. Anyway, <laughs> to paint a picture, guys, I'm in a brand new house. I've bought a brand new couch. Mm. You know, it's my own home, so I've stepped it up a notch. Yes. I've invested in some great furniture. And my brother with his sloppiness and he's just... Like, he doesn't care about anything. Probably spilling dumpling juice everywhere. Dude, do you know what he did, Rove? Oh, no, he probably went straight to his room and had mad sex. Oh, he's don't. A, any 20-year-old male I know. Stop it, please. I don't want to hear about that kung foolery. But <laughs> he sits down. He's literally been in my house for three minutes. I'm not kidding. He opens up the dumplings. He's reclining on the couch and he's like, oh, I don't want to make myself uh, feel at home too soon. He's like, but it just spilled chilli all over your couch. And I'm like, what? Dude, are you kidding? You've been here for literally three minutes. And he's like, look, how do I even get it out? He's like, gee, it's your fault for investing in a light couch. And I'm like, what? How is that my fault? Don't be shit and don't put your goddamn chilli all over my couch. And he's like, oh, mate, this is going to be sweet. And just, mate, just. Chilli juice? Everywhere. There's a big jelly patch on my brand new couch, and it's a very expensive couch. Hey, look, he raises a good point though. Light coloured furniture, especially your main living area, you're sort of bringing it on yourself. I'm not. Are you gonna are you gonna rope him off into his own part of the house now? <laughs> I actually am. Are you gonna, like put some tape across or hang sheets somewhere like this is my side, this is your side. Well I said to him, I go, This is your room, this is your ensuite, mate. He's got an ensuite. He's and then he comes into my room, he's like, dude, my bathroom's better than yours. And I'm like, stop trolling my house. And he's just a bit not his little grubby opinions everywhere all throughout my house. And I'm like, you've been here for a night and you're already doing my head in. So it is going to go well. So now is not the time to tell you by now, 24 hours in, his pubes are probably already on your soap. <laughs> no? That's disgusting. Rogan Sam. Here's some bad news and here's good news. Oh. Bad news, if you didn't know already, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom have broken up. You know what? That is disappointing because I saw them, like, him touching her boobs on a paparazzi photo once. I thought, you guys are hashtag girls, man. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the good news. Just goes to show, guys, doesn't matter how big the wang is, (laughs) you don't always win. So for some of us, feeling a little bit better about ourselves.
Someone else is going to be grabbing them tartars now, bro. Yeah, exactly right, mate Orlando. <laughs> now, have you seen that Katie's cut her hair? She has. That's what happens when you go through a breakup, though. Usually you change your hair, you do something drastic. You just want to reinvent yourself. Now, at the risk of opening an old wound, you've broken up before. What yes. sort of drastic things have you done? Mate, <laughs> actually, I just realised the embarrassing thing is, like, the public have seen me go through a breakup. So I went through, like, that weird brown hair stage and then oh, I yeah, chopped it off. Hair. And I was caramel. Then I I went really dark and they just sort of saw me going, oh, downhill, downhill, downhill. No, she's picking herself back up. It's okay, guys. Can but- you tell from looking at a picture of yourself yeah. what period of your life you were going through <laughs> at the time? Like our old um, publicity shots of the two of us. Oh, yeah. We almost, we almost can tell exactly when those were taken. Anytime I've got brown hair, you know, oh, juice, she's not coping. <laughs> 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 it's true. And then sometimes I, because I always am changing my nail colour too, sure. so sometimes if I go like a bit of an outrageously bright colour, you go, oh no, something's going wrong in her life. (laughs) Just don't ask how she is. I had a a, a girlfriend who, uh, like we were together for like five years. Hey, that's cool. And in that sort of weird... (laughs) Not that I doubted your dating ability. (laughs) Good for you. Hey, you had a girlfriend. You can make it work. So in that weird kind of uh, high school and then out of high school kind of phase. Yep. And then we we broke up and uh, and then I didn't see her again till uh, she was invited to my 21st and she came anyway, which was great. Yeah. Even though we weren't together anymore. But she turned up and she had completely shaved her head. What? Shaved her <laughs> head. <laughs> I was about to say she would look smoking hot, and I was like, yeah, girlfriend, and then no. you said shaved her head. Oh, I'm, like, I'm not saying she didn't look smoking hot, but... Um, was this like Sinead O'Connor, yeah, old like, school? Yes, like yeah, down right. to the stubble, to the point where I almost didn't recognise her, and then was in like a man's jacket. It was what? really weird, and there's a photo of the two of us from the night where we're just both sort of standing next to each other, just not really knowing what to do. What? But I was not, I had not seen she her in a while. It was very confronting. Head? Very confronting. I mean, that's one way to get over a breakup. I know, right? What? And I'd sort of done the same thing. That's the weird thing. So you both had shaved heads? We both shaved our heads. <laughs> and here's me going, I was wearing a red waistcoat though, so I think I... She's probably going, mate, I rocked up till he's 21st. You should have seen what he looked like. <laughs> he is not handling this well. Rogan Sam. Sam, I know you are a woman who likes the finer things in life. Thank you so much. And have you ever experienced the uh, phrase dinner and show? Burlesque show? Burlesque, perhaps. I love it. How about this for a new dining experience? And as someone who now I think about it has had many of marvellous experiences through your, your bachelor, bachelorette Oh, days. yeah. I've kind of blacked that stage out of my life. Remember? Yeah. We'll have, we'll have a therapy session. Remember when you organised that dinner at the aquarium? Oh, my God. I was that was your idea so that you did? And I, like, swelled up because I had my period and then, like, my dress broke. <laughs> my God. Yeah, that one. That one. No, That's no, all no, I was no. thinking. That whole day, I was like, oh, my God, I've got my period and I'm my body's swelling. I will never be <laughs> oh able to look at that fish tank ever again. I th- Just as a quick sidebar, I've been at the aquarium mm. in that spot and overheard somebody say, is this, is this where Sam had that date? <laughs> I swear to God. And now I can turn around and go, no, but it is where she got her period. <laughs> But there's a new, speaking of, speaking of fine dining and blood, there is a new experience in the UK where they do a live autopsy while you eat dinner. Beg your pardon? A live autopsy. So they use a pretend, they use a pretend cadaver, but real body parts. 
So there's real hearts and lungs. Inside, they don't bring out an actual dead body, but it looks very much like yeah. a dead body. Why on earth? And it was this weird little restaurant that just, I don't know how they came up with this idea. So they bring out real human organs... Why would between it... between main and dessert? Why would anyone do that? Well, Sam, it is wildly popular, and now it's going on the road. They're taking it on the road. So they're taking dead body parts on the road. There's autopsy dinner shows. It's called it's called Anatomy Lab Live. Oh, now I'm kind of curious. Like if you were sitting there, imagine like you're tucking into a medium rare steak, right as they're slicing oh, into yeah. like a heart or something like, that. and then they bring the organs out on the That's table, fair. and you can have a look at them. Well, I can hardly eat steak if it's it's too raw because I can see blood. Well, imagine now that they're slicing open some poor dead dude in front of you. Oh, yuck. But I, I'm sort of intrigued. I'm so torn. I mean, you I would... You know what? What? If it came out, I'd probably go just for the experience. I would. Just to say I'd go. Do you know what I've always wanted to do? There was a show called... Uh, I can't remember what it was called. But there's this guy called Gunther Van Hagen's. Mm. He freezes people. And then he slices them up and puts them on like a museum thing. Have you seen this? I actually have. I've seen. I've the human body. I yeah, think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have he did it. He did a six-part TV series. Oh, binge clubbers! Here we go. Where they do a they did a, a live autopsy every week. Jeez. Now, if I could do that while snacking on a fine steak or a piece of salmon, oh. count me in. <laughs> Yuck. So then as their heart, they're passing around the food, have a look at the heart. Oh, have a look at the lung. Nah. Rectum? Certainly did. What? Well, that brings us... I almost swore then. <laughs> that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Uh, if you are eating dinner, we apologise. Sorry um, about that, guys. Just uh, take that visual home with you in a doggy bag. So no show tomorrow as it is International Women's Day. That's exactly right, but I'll be on air with the female host from the Hit Network. Yes, uh, so yeah, some special programming tomorrow, so instead we will catch you Thursday. Looking forward to that. Um, enjoy your time with your new roomie, Sam Frost. Thank you, I will do. <laughs> Stay safe. Uh, we'll catch you Thursday, everybody. Until then, stick around for Ash London Live, and uh, I'm Rove McManus. Say hi to your mum for me. Rove and Sam. That, that was, that was uh, Radio Gravy. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Rove and Sam.